my skin, a sort of warning sign I had begun to recognize when I was still very small. I concentrated on ignoring the pinpricks that raced up my spine and made me listen to things I didn't want to hear and that other people couldn't. I was eager to leave, but I stopped at the sight of a splash of red while my beautiful and expensive Italian leather heels sank into thick mulch. A small, kidney-shaped area had been cleared of weeds, and there, sprouting from fresh cedar clippings, grew four fat bushes containing the most vibrant red roses I had ever seen. They were like brightly dressed young girls sitting in the back pew of a crumbling church, and even their scent seemed out of place in the forlorn garden. I turned away, feeling an abiding sorrow that seemed to saturate the air in this part of the yard. The heat that pressed down on me seemed to have a cold center to it, and I felt out of breath, as if I'd run a long distance. Jerkily, I stumbled to the shade under a live oak tree. I leaned against the tree trunk and looked up, searching for my breath in a garden that seemed to be soaking up air and even time itself. Spanish moss draped shawl-like on the ancient limbs of the tree, its massive branches testifying to its years on this earth, its roots reaching out toward the house. The sound of the swing continued to reverberate throughout the overgrown garden, and when I turned my head, I again caught a movement of shadow from the corner of my eye. For a moment, I thought I could see a woman wearing an old-fashioned dress pushing an empty board swing suspended by rope from the oak tree. The image was hazy, the edges of it dim and fading. The pinpricks invaded the back of my neck again, and I abruptly turned toward the piazza and marched across the garden, unconcerned now about my pantyhose or anything else except getting my errand over with. I crossed the marble-paved piazza, then pressed hard on the front doorbell, and then again as I willed somebody to answer it quickly. It took forever before the slow, shuffling steps could be heard behind the closed door. I saw movement through the beveled glass window in the door, etched in the pattern of climbing roses, the pattern deflecting light and color and separating the person on the other side of the door into a thousand fragments. I sighed, knowing that it would take another five minutes for the old man to unlock all the deadbolts and another twenty for him to allow me to get to the point of our meeting, just as surely as I knew that if I turned around to face the sound of the swing, I would see nothing at all. The door swung open, and I took a surprised step backward as I found myself staring up into large brown eyes magnified by what looked like the bottoms of Coke bottles stuffed into wire eyeglass frames. The man had to be at least six foot three, even with the hunched shoulders beneath the starched white Oxford cloth shirt and dark jacket, and he wore a linen handkerchief neatly tucked into the coat pocket. I whipped out one of my business cards and held it out toward the old man. Mr. Vanderhorst, I'm Melanie Middleton with Henderson House Realty. We spoke on the phone yesterday. The man hadn't made a move to take my card and was still staring at me through his thick glasses. We made an appointment for today so that we might discuss your house. He acted as if he hadn't heard me. I saw you in the garden. He continued to stare, and I rubbed my hands up and down my arms, feeling as if it were thirty degrees outside instead of ninety-eight. 
I hope you don't mind. I wanted to get a good look at the lot. I turned to face the garden as if to illustrate my point and realized that the sound of the swing had stopped the moment the door opened. The lot itself was large by historic district standards, and I couldn't help but think of the wasted space the house was occupying and how much more useful it would be as a parking lot for the nearby shops and restaurants. Did you see her? His voice startled me. It was deep and very soft, as if it didn't get much use and he was unaware of how much breath he needed for each word. See who? The lady, pushing the swing. He had my full attention now. I looked into his magnified eyes. No, there was nobody there. Were you expecting somebody? Instead of answering, he stepped back, opening the door farther and made a courtly speech.